You're listening to Forgiveness Part 6, Forgiving Yourself, a podcast by Sean Patrick Keenan found at gettingtogod.com forward slash forgiveness. Visit gettingtogod.com for more podcasts, articles, videos, and collections of information about the search of the soul. Grade school. Kids were mean. The neighborhood I grew up in, you walk down the street once and it looks and feels like an episode of a 50s family sitcom. Quiet, calm, all smiles and greetings. And while some of those people have always been kind and genuine, behind closed doors, some of the most awful things have gone on. As a kid in my neighborhood and in my school, I saw alcoholism, drug addiction, abuse of every kind, and anger that was all but out of control. As an adult in the same city, working with hundreds of children and families, I saw it in even greater detail than I did as a kid. All my life, I've met many people who hide their own poor behavior behind their personal sense of judgment. It's a game where the more I pay attention to what someone else does wrong, the less I have to pay attention to what I do wrong. Almost everyone I know does it. I've done it. But where I grew up, it's a problem so rampant that families regularly become estranged. Blame, lack of forgiveness, and even vengeance are deeply ingrained in the lifestyle. And telling someone they've got a problem with it will most often bring you nothing but resistance. Where I grew up, you can have friends. There are people with genuine love. But for the most part, to thrive there socially, you have to play a game that God hates. You have to be a friend of the world. Oftentimes, if you have a fallout with someone, the next step is a game. Get to everyone else before the person you just had it out with. Tell your version of the story first and shut down the other person's side. That way, you'll either be the hero or the victim, and your opponent will never be able to give their side of it. If you can smile when the next person looks angry, you win. If you can join the clique and the gossip before your opponent does, you win. If you pronounce in front of a group, at least I don't do what they do, you win. And if you speak out about what's actually wrong, if you talk about how life really affects people, if you move past the small talk, then you become an outcast. Almost no one wants to take the blame for anything more damaging than forgetting to replace the toilet paper. Almost no one wants to talk about anything more than the new movie theater or the new house down the street. So when you find yourself in that kind of situation and you refuse to run the race others run, you become the scapegoat. And when you become the dumping ground for blame, it gets harder and harder to have forgiveness of self. But no matter where you've lived or where you are, even if the behavior is not as concentrated as where I grew up, you're going to find people who love to control people and information for their own gain. For them, it's productive to find a target, someone they can place blame on. And if they target you enough, eventually, you're likely to start believing them. And if people aren't doing it, 
the devil is. In 1 Peter 5, 8, quote, Be sober, be vigilant, because your adversary the devil, as a roaring lion, walketh about, seeking whom he may devour. Unquote. Not everyone went through the exact same scenario as I did. Not everyone grew up in my type of area. But if you find yourself in a position where you've done something wrong and you can't forgive yourself, then you're in a mindset like I used to be in. But here's where it gets illogical. I believe the same thing any one of my critics believe about their own lives, that my life and my experience are valuable. I especially believe it when I can use those things to help others avoid the same pitfalls I fell into. Now, on the other hand, some of my critics believe I'm not valuable at all. They'd rather see me just go away. So how do I stand strong against an attitude I faced as a kid and still often face today? How do I stand up and help others out of the same holes I've been in? How do I do anything productive when I should be hunkered down in my own muddy puddle, writhing in the kind of hate for myself that other people have had for me? I'll explain more in a bit, but the basic answer is simple. I forgive myself. I accept the sacrifice of Christ and the word of God. Quote, if we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Unquote. That's in John 1.9, King James. But the same message is all over the Bible. For a long time, I couldn't accept that. I couldn't accept the sacrifice Jesus made. At one point, I even believed that forgiveness was for other people, but not for me. I believed the junk that comes from the friend of the world game. I believed I was as worthless as those who oppose me act like I am. I thought those cliques were important. Those groups where people claw their way to the top. I thought social pyramid schemes were a good thing, as if worldly wisdom was right. But there was one thing I didn't know, one piece of information I didn't have, that God's system of forgiveness doesn't work when it doesn't work for everyone, even me. When a person blames someone else for their own poor behavior, Quite frankly, that blame comes from their own breakage. It's really very simple. All of us are supposed to forgive each other. That's a module of the human machine. When we can't forgive, that module is broken. That's true for all of us, even me in the times that I have been unforgiving. But still, when we come across people who make worldly wisdom look better than godly wisdom, things become dangerous. Sometimes people join the cliques and cause damage to the outcasts, and sometimes the outcasts don't forgive themselves. At that point, God's laws have no place in the situation. The blamer feels justified by damaging someone else, and the person who accepts the judgment is neutralized. It's a bad situation. It's never fair. It keeps us from sharing things that can help each other. And it breaks God's laws. 
In Matthew 12, 30-31, King James, Christ tells us, quote, And thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, and with all thy soul, and with all thy mind, and with all thy strength. This is the first commandment, and the second is like, namely this, Thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. There is none other commandment greater than these. Unquote. I got fed up and sick of being held down. I studied Jesus Christ and the sacrifice he made for all of us. Christ didn't suffer horrendously for just one elite group or clique. He also suffered for you and I. He didn't die on that cross so that only certain people would have forgiveness of self or others. He died and rose again so that everyone would have it. God didn't give up his son just for the people who deem themselves better than everyone else. He did it for everyone. So how does that apply to someone who's been outcasted and made a scapegoat? To find that answer, I had to move past the blame I'd accepted and adopt one new philosophy. There is only one being in this universe who is qualified to judge me, and he says we all have the right to be forgiven. I do not let any human being judge me anymore. There is no such thing as a person who is qualified to judge anyone else. There is no one who is above God's law. I know that anyone who tries to judge me or take away my ability to forgive myself is just as broken as I am, even if they've played the game so well that they've made the rest of the neighborhood or the rest of the world think there's something God says they are not. In Matthew 23:12, Jesus is very clear when he says, quote, And whosoever shall exalt himself shall be abased, and he that shall humble himself shall be exalted. Unquote. Understand what that means? The first part means that under God's rule, anyone who believes they're more qualified to judge than anyone else will be reminded they are not. It also means that if you have been believing you're worth less than someone else, you're wrong. It means that you have the right to be forgiven as much as anyone else. You know that at one point, I would come down on myself for every little mistake I made. It was so bad that I would accidentally break someone's dish and then assume they hated me. I thought I was the scum of the earth. I believed I was worthless and my sins could never be forgiven. But then I actually studied the Bible and the life of Jesus Christ. I studied God. And through all of that, I learned how to spot the fakes. In this case, the fakes are those who judge others and don't consider their own mistakes worth judgment. Now, I've learned to become a good father to a child, a good husband, and a minister who's helped lead people to a forever with God. I did all of that by letting go of the world and taking leaps of faith. And one of the hardest ones, even though it's truth, was that I needed to forgive myself. You've been listening to Forgiveness Part 6, Forgiving Yourself, a podcast by Sean Patrick Keenan found at gettingtogod.com. 
Visit gettingtogod.com for more podcasts, articles, videos, and collections of information about the search of the soul. The next podcast in this series is called Forgiveness Part 7, Using the Heart.